0: You have to play it all glue guns on it again. You certainly could. Welcome back to Shed Talks. We are here with St. Louis of Bandits. He's usually part of a two-piece uh, ensemble, but he's a one-piece today, like a bathing suit. A little less awesome, but quite awesome, because you're still <laughs> at the beach. Yeah. Again, we're here with Sean. <laughs> yes. We're here with Brutus, who's asleep like usually. And uh, we're all drinking different types of non-coffee. I'm drinking orange beer, orange soda beer, and uh, Sean's drinking old man beer. Yes. yes. Milwaukee no, is, is the, the old, actual yes. word for it, I think. Yeah. No, the and... best
1: old
2: man beer is Old Milwaukee because of uh, yeah. Red Foreman. That's, well, that yeah. that's what he used to drink. Yeah, I was about beer. to do the champagne of beer.
1: Uh, <laughs> the high life. But I was like, ah. Yeah. I don't know if I can go back to the high life again. <laughs> Personally, I don't know how anybody
0: drinks that stuff. Like I get, yeah. I get serious headaches when I drink like light beers, I guess. I don't Oh really? Yeah. I don't I'm sure I'm making it up. It's, no, it's in my
2: head. It's a thing. My dad brews a lot of beer. I know the science behind why that actually happens. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, well let's start a second podcast. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as this one's over. The science of brewing. Beer science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For now though, Stephen, or AKA Saint Louis. <laughs> I told you to call me Mr. Uh, Saint. Mr. Saint. Mr. Saint. <laughs> if you're nasty. He is good. <laughs> He's going no. to do a song for us <laughs> called Suicide Pack. I would be this one
3: tonight is by you that Suicide Pack is
4: to
0: Thank you for playing that song for us, Mister Saint. <laughs> Sir Mr. Mr. Saint. Mister Saint. Sir Saint. Could we call you Saint Saint? Like maybe you've been sanctified, canonized? What's being canonized? Is Shy out of the canon? No, that's. No. Is that just what the Simpsons told me, and I just ran with it for the rest of my <laughs> yeah, life? Yeah, because it's spelled but, different. Ah, oh, dang.
1: There's only there's only two ends instead of three.
0: Three ends in a same in the same <laughs> word?
1: <laughs> that's too many ends. Anyway. A canon.
0: <laughs> just well, that's a that's a that's a hardcore canon man you put more
1: serious
2: it is <laughs>
0: anyway <laughs> let's talk about this song yes. so from a very far away perspective i would have to say this is the s- scariest song i've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life like <laughs> what are you doing teaching kids to get drunk and drive and swerve into the opposite lane what is this song about in your own words. Before I just call the police <laughs>
1: on you. <laughs> tell me what this Please is. Please tell me this isn't an admission of guilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, interestingly enough, yes it is, actually. <laughs> well, no, the song came out of uh, one of those days I got home and picked up a guitar and I wrote that entire song in about the length that the song is. It just, like,
0: yeah.
2: fell out of me at that time. And it was it's it's about me and one of my old friends. Uh, and we were incredibly depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we used to sit around and drink whiskey, and then we would get behind the wheel of the car, and we would drive around the back roads around Franklin and turn off our headlights and sort of into oncoming traffic around a blind turn. And thankfully... <laughs> That did not happen, but it was uh, it was a true song. I mean, it was—it uh, was kind of inspired in part from "Wrist Cutters," just because that's kind of where I got the idea from. But
1: it was just something that was on my mind at that time, so it just mm-hmm. kind of the film, the yeah, "Wrist Cutters," mm. an amazing film starring Patrick Fugit. This is uh, the guy for movies. Yeah, <laughs> fourth fourth podcast, I guess. <laughs> Another podcast. (laughs) Movie talk. Uh, If you haven't seen it, uh, see it. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, The music is fantastic in Mm -hmm. it as well. Um, As far as that song goes, the first time that that was presented to me was Chris was like, "We should cover this song." Was Suicide Bag. It was the first song. (laughs) I said yes. I said, "Oh my God, yes." (laughs) (laughs) Very awesome. Uh, So uh, I really, I really like the lyrics. I really appreciate the last one where you know. Where it's like, the entire time, in your true story, everything was true, except for you didn't actually hit anybody, mm-hmm. and if you had, how terrible would that have been? Yeah, what I have- Yeah, that was, that was, I actually had a, we played a show once,
2: or uh, we played that song, and this guy came up to me, and he was just really pissed, and he was like, where do you get off? You, you don't have the right to talk about suicide and that that kind of stuff he was like, you know, my friend of a friend's brother's cousin it was like, ridiculously removed <laughs> but you Indian. literally
1: have the right here in America <laughs> to do that so. <laughs> that's true advice from
3: Sean. <laughs>
2: but he was telling me that like you know, because he knew a friend of a friend of a friend's brother blah, 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 who had killed himself that he was telling me I didn't have a right to talk about it and I was like Okay, I mean, I feel like, unfortunately, most people do know somebody who's killed themselves. And if you actually listened to the song, the point of the song is, I was glorifying it at the beginning because that's what I was feeling at the time. was a true, honest portrayal of how it felt. But the end of it is, this was such a terrible, terrible fucking idea. Yes. Realizing that we also could have potentially taken someone else's life because we would have hit somebody who didn't know, you know, was not a part of that. And then... It's just the worst decision anybody can make, which is like has made a, for a lot of cool discussions with people after the show. People who really related to the song and loved the the turn of how it ends on that. Which you can play it out of context, it sounds like a happy chord. But in the song, it sounds like a pretty sad G. It's a G though. It's a sad G. Sad G. New <laughs> rap So that guy. <laughs> it's my emo rap project. Yes. Yeah.
1: So part of you could have gotten bad mad at that guy because he completely missed the whole point of the story. Yeah, I mean... It's like, you're right. That shouldn't be... Like, I'm not yeah. glorifying this or anything. I'm actually I mean, the, the
0: song, even if you take it at some sort of uh, face value, I guess, and you don't care about the person writing it, that person doesn't need to get jumped after the show and, and talked down to. That person needs to be heard, you know? like. Well, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a
2: serious content and I feel like generally if you heard someone play a song I feel like people look at it a little bit differently because it is like an up-tempo thing Mm -hmm. but I mean that was kind of on purpose because like I said it was glorifying because that's what we wanted to do at that time it wasn't a negative thing at the time which is the really messed up part about when you're in that headspace and you're experiencing that Mm -hmm. you know but if someone's actually talking about that, I feel like you at least have a little bit of the benefit of the doubt to be like, this person must have gone through something or like, you know, knew somebody, you know, something where it's like, why would you just write that for shits and giggles, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Why that was not something you would sit and joke about, you know? Yeah, like,
0: yeah and I, I personally, and, and he's told you this, I have a friend who was going through a tremendously difficult time when he first encountered you and heard your music because we, you know, we, we met mm-hmm. kind of in Nashville and uh, he has told me, and I'm sure he's told you too, that that song has has sustained him in his darker times. You know, because there's this idea of like, right now I'm thinking it sounds pretty peaceful to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but no, not not actually. You know, like there there's this this idea of, um, I guess uh, the the community at the beginning is not being dead alone, and by the mm-hmm. end it's the reason you're not gonna die at this time. You know.
2: Yeah, and then. It's- uh, I, I, yeah, I remember talking to him about that, and I was really happy. Like, I remember the first time that he talked to me about that, I was, like, smiling and crying at the same time. And I was like, I'm really sorry that I'm smiling right now, but I'm, like, so happy because, I mean, this is... you I know, mean, when I was growing up, and there were so many bands that did that for me, mm-hmm. and, like, that was the thing that my uncle, when he's a professional musician, asked me, like, you know, why, did you, why do you want to play music? I was just kind of like, I feel like I owe, like, a, a debt in a weird way to make my own music and do my own thing because of how many songs i heard that that person who wrote it probably doesn't even have any idea you know the no. way that it affected me it may maybe completely different from what they meant but it hit me in a way that saved my life at a certain point you know mm-hmm. and it was a good thing that uh we would always talk about at shows and we'd be like we would use it as a way to be like you know either before or after the song and be like this is a reality, it happens to people, like, get help if you want to come and talk Mm -hmm. to us, you know, a way to, like, actually be like, yeah, people don't talk about this, and then it's too late, and then, you know, no one ever talked about it, and it's just like...
0: Yeah, life's gonna be tough, but it doesn't have to be lonely.
2: And and I feel like the thing that I got from him when he was talking about it was the the feeling like, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as... You're kind of putting it into perspective, at least, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. That's awesome. Which is hard to do at the time, but, you know, it's a... Uh, it can be a meaningful thing,
0: you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> a big time. Man, thanks for sharing that song. You want to do another one? If we can pick one, let's see, All All right, see let's, what we got. All right, let's do it. What song are you guys doing? Soko Amaretta. Yep. Did you catch that microphone? It's true. Soko Amaretta line. They're about to do it right now.
1: This is the one.
3: Mean anything got another 500 another 500 miles before we shut this engine down Shut it down <laughs> every time Yeah and we're gonna stay said
2: Burnin'. that's the one
0: yeah. that's the record right there yeah <laughs> awesome so that was actually my co-host Sean Sean Funny from the internet aka singer of Gogo Go Eskimo the band that we are in together doing a cover with St. Louis of Bandits so it's like it's kinda like Shed Talks is becoming its own terrifying band generating machine look the fuck out Elvis Presley Ooh. We're going to dig you up and then show you up. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, anyway,
0: so without going into too much detail about talking about someone else's songs and someone else's band, why, I guess, why, why that
1: song? Why did you guys want to play that song together? Because it seemed like uh, it, it was a very nostalgic moment for when Steve and I really uh, began to understand exactly how <laughs> oh, wait our minute. lives overlapped. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, Oh, I'm, I've seen you before. Oh, you know, everybody that yeah. I know. And you know, just from out of that came the time of where that was kind of the, the thing to do. Well, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Get,
2: you get thrown back to all those times hanging out at the Muse or Mercantile or whatever DIY oh venue where you're like, remember when you just ran into a band and you were like, Oh, so what kind of stuff do you like? And at that time it was like, well, uh, do you know this song? Because I feel like everybody knows this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, what do you want? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: that's awesome. That's super cool. I, uh, so, one thing that came up while you guys were realizing the, the Venn diagram that is your lives <laughs> is you seem to have played with a lot of the same bands, but were never in a band together. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and we probably came
2: across each other multiple times, but and I'm re- almost so briefly willing to, that we don't remember. I'm yeah. almost
0: willing to bet we could find people who have been in bands with each of you at different times <laughs> and interview those people and force them to do covers of in this. In probably the show yeah, too. probably right away. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Keith Broder was my drummer at the time that like a lot of this was going on and he refused to do any brand new Oh wow. It was a it was a refusal. And he goes, no, nah, that's just not what I play. Well, that's a really intense. You want to do a ba- you Yeah, like you want to down. do bad caddies instead, yeah,
3: I said sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I a that. great, yeah. That's a great compromise. <laughs> yeah, but that's,
2: yeah. No, I think my my favorite moment with Brand New, aside from this moment, obviously, <laughs> was uh, me and Austin and Bandits playing down in Memphis, and we we just got really drunk and covered that song, mm-hmm. and Austin didn't know how to play it, and so he didn't play, and that's how drunk we were. So I was just standing there with a the guitar by myself. Yeah. He, was he, saying, me, and he was standing next to the mic screaming the lyrics with me and our hey, buddy yeah. filmed it. Scotty. Hey, Scotty. How's it going? Shout out. <laughs> uh, he uh, He filmed it and basically said something along the lines of like, I'm posting in this online and I'm ruining
1: all of your street cred yeah (laughs) basically I think that's what the drummer was trying to do was trying to keep our street cred just a little bit
0: so hold on uh, another, another question now that I feel like I'm interviewing the both of you uh-oh. <laughs> How much street well, you're, you're, Craig, you're interviewing dude, really, a throwback
2: of the early 2000s yeah. yeah, yeah. punk scene ish at
1: the time I feel like
0: I'm making a really bad documentary right now. Yeah.
1: That only I'm going to watch. Basically <laughs> this is this is Shed Talks 2007. Yeah, exactly. 2007. <laughs> it's yeah. the year. It's awesome. insane. Awesome. Awesome. I uh
0: Oh, oh, as far as Street Cred goes, I I'm not actually aware of the uh the give and take point system there. So let's call brand new uh, punk points. You know the, the punk yes.
2: points. Yeah, it's called Punk this You're not aware of the good. punk points. I'm <laughs> 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 the, the the not on aware, but I'm aware before <laughs> they dismantle the <laughs> comments. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I just want to say that I think I know a thing or two about punk points. Where <laughs> okay. uh, you know, uh, some black coveralls from to be cr- to be <laughs> super true. super crusty, wearing a leftover crack shirt, and uh, I'm not sure where my cartoon over cat is right now. But I did get it in 2007. Oh my
1: gosh. Crust Lord, right here. Crust Lord. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm it. straight up here, because this is a this is a thing. Because I'm straight up uh, supporting. This is Vacationer, which is the <laughs> side project of the old singer of Starting Line. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's there, a blast from the past. Right? There, yeah, there was on the One part. time, there was one time I was standing at Rocket uh, outside of Rocket Town in a All American reject shirt, and somebody nice. asked, "Are you seriously wearing an All American reject shirt?" Did I said, you fight them? So you said you punched them, right? I said, yes, of course it was. Well I was doing like a whole thing. Ah, oh, gotcha. Some people know about it, but I was doing a whole thing. So
0: so let me uh, in, in the in the name of the rudeness that this podcast is supposed to be about, what just happened is two men, reliving glory days, that
1: were not theirs? P- quite someone, someone else's else. glory days, quite <laughs> possibly. That's, that's yeah. spectacular. That is what Shed talks it was <laughs> about.
2: Me reliving my days of experiencing other people's glory days. I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay.
0: Viewing the glory, you know, glory yes. days aren't necessarily your days. It's
1: just a Bruce Springsteen song, I yeah. suppose. Oh, back to where I was going there. So, <laughs> so let's let's get <laughs> the boss
0: bringing it all back. <laughs> Bring it on. The Crust like, Lord's listening. I got the you. The Crust you Lord's <laughs> listening. God, does Bruce Springsteen have a shirt that says The Crust Lord? <laughs> Could we make him one and pass to his security to give it to him? No, probably not. But Maybe. if, let's call Br- playing a brand new cover at a punk show a negative 10 punk points, what brings you back from that? What fully revives your street cred? From a full on punk show? Yeah. Oh yeah. So kind of, are we talking like street punk, like
2: uh like hardcore punk? Or are we talking like pop punk, like <laughs> we got <laughs> right. You gotta give me the details here. Right? I'm talking I don't know what we're
0: talking. I'm about. talking bandits is playing a show with one band that's significantly more brutal than them and one band that's significantly poppier than them. Significantly more brutal So, than so, so not, I'm sorry. So I'll, we will be talking about Bruce Springsteen.
2: Yeah, Bruce
1: Significantly more brutal <laughs> the band I've, band like I've actually got the trump card. You throw it down. It's you play any bouncing soul song that isn't uh, True Believers. I mean, order uh, and guess, you win. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yep. Or uh, you, you play, uh,
0: you play um, ball and chain and say it's a bouncing soul song.
2: Well but No no but, no really okay, the one one thing I would like to pose to listeners, I'd like to hear like what like what is it? Like what like yeah. how is it that you can have maintain your street cred if you do like a punk cover of like a Justin Bieber or a Lady Gaga song? But if you play a brand new song it's like Yeah, it's a shun, it's like all these assholes. It's, yeah, it's we used to do genie <laughs> in a bottle. There you go. Like and why is that more, ex- yeah, yeah. why is
0: that more acceptable than covering a brand new song? Yeah. You know, 12 notes sounds good together, two notes apart, that's not even a good chord, right? That's what it's about. Don't play something like you, right?
2: It's just randomly one of those things where it's like, (laughs) it was such an influential group at the time that, oh, you still listen to that? (laughs) Yeah, and it's one of those things
1: where it's like you're giving a starter set of something and somebody's like... Oh, oh yeah. this is your first still, act. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> first oh, act, yeah. You're still yeah. doing this. It's a first yeah, act. It's It's the first act. I'm into it. First act is a kind of guitar that you can purchase at Walmart for less than one hundred dollars. It is a and lot it less. Will <laughs> <want> <laughs> a lot less stay
0: in tune at all? It won't stay in tune. The Walmart, which music isn't so brand, bad if first you're act. making a particular type of punk music,
2: I guess. Stay well, in so tune. I can't really say anything about that considering the first band EP was recorded on a mic that we bought at Walmart for like. Less than 20 bucks. So. Nice. Nice. <laughs> the whole EP. <laughs> uh, that EP, by the way,
0: is called Disagreements on Bandcamp. They also, uh, personal plug, on that same Bandcamp, they have a split with a gentleman named Geronimo Jones. GJ, he's called Here in the Shed. He is. And you know, uh,
1: I, I had heard that, and I think I'm going to adopt that as well. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm into a- it. As a third party that's listened to that entire split, you must go out and check it immediately. Give it a we'll go. Well, stay in and check it out yeah. immediately. The internet yeah. goes where you go. Yeah, your choice is yours. Um, but yes, that was awesome. It's an awesome EP. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm
1: glad. Yeah.
0: And I'm glad you guys played that song for me, because... I didn't have an appreciation for it before now. But now I'm going <laughs> to go listen to it.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, Good time.
0: I know I would. Well, I think this should bring our uh, episode to an end, maybe. Yes. About that time? About that time, Stephen? You got anything you just used, need? Uh, to We need, like, here? three more dollar hide covers. Cause three that's more dollar hide <laughs> covers? <laughs> dollar hide covers for days. Yeah. yeah, That's not a bad, I mean... I don't know that there's a bad way to do a Dollar Hide cover. I
1: mean, Morrissey covered Dollar Hide. He covered Not Falling. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. Don't look into that or look into it because <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
2: But yeah. really, he didn't because. Go you, you, guys, you guys know Chris Cornell just said, right? I'm pretty sure he did a Dollar Hide cover when he was with uh, Audio Slave, actually. Yes, you should, you should
1: check that out. Audio, that. yes, audio yes, audio slave did cover Dollar hide, I, if I remember I correctly. That. Yeah, that, that
2: was that was pretty good. I I think, I don't, I think it was like a B side. It was they didn't release it on like a record or anything,
1: yeah. but it was uh it was pretty good. That, everybody <laughs> was doing that yeah. because modest Yahoo made it cool. Remember All that stuff Yeah, sure. You could look that up. You could look up Not Falling by Morrissey covering Dollar Hyde, Yep, obviously. Or you could look up uh The Killers covering uh, 1345 by birth control yeah, yeah it's perfect. perfect it's totally legit and it's on the internet somewhere it's well it's work. really just
2: showing how many different national bands you know they never
0: got big but they they made a huge impact on these exactly. musicians yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: it's not exactly country
0: but you know <laughs> well again i think this is the end of the episode <laughs> maybe maybe <I> <laughs> shed be with you steven oh man <laughs> and, and with, you with you as well <laughs>